welcome to episode 9 of the Dumbbell Debrief. Today we are asking the question, what is functional training? Now, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you have definitely heard the term functional training. Um, and maybe you even, quote-unquote, perform functional training activities. But what the heck is functional training? I, I think the more attention that this topic gained, the further and further we strayed away from what actually is functional to an individual. And we have a lot of businesses, uh, boot camp type businesses, other gyms that claim to be doing functional activities. And I'm not quite sure if, if they are. Now, let me take a step back. And what I did is I Googled the two words functional training and went under the images tab. And the general theme that I'm seeing are a lot of use of battle ropes, people using TRXs, people using medicine balls, people doing push-ups on top of kettlebells. And the biggest is just a, people jumping and they're just, they're jumping around in, whether it's on a box, whether it's into a lunge, whether it's just body weight, just jumping. And my, my concern is it's, society is just getting fooled on what functional is. Now, if you are doing a push-up on a kettlebell and you had a very specific reason as to why you're doing that and it is something that mimics something that you do in your everyday life, then I would say go for it. However, a lot of these movements that people are performing have no carryover to their day-to-day -day activities. And bottom line, functional training is something that should carry over into your day-to-day -day activities in which it improves your overall function. So jumping around, uh, throwing a medicine ball, and uh, doing various forms of battle ropes, now it may get your heart rate up, but is that functional training? So my whole big point here is, if you can explain why you're doing it, um, whether it's just to get your heart rate up, whether you actually do something in your day-to-day -day life that requires a high capacity for that movement, then I'm all for it uh, and that's functional. However, 90% of us are doing it and we're kind of fooled that it's a functional and good exercise for us um, when really, if we want to really focus on functional and function, there, there may be a better way about it. So my approach to functional training, the very first topic or subject that absolutely needs to be considered is the number one requirement that all individuals do need, and if it's compensated, is going to cause 
other problems. What am I talking about? Well, breathing. Our diaphragm contracts over 20,000 times a day. And that's just a general number. There's, there's, it's going to be more or less depending on the individual's activity level and other things going on. But on average, if we are compensating through a movement and utilizing a muscle that is compensating 20,000 times a day, I guarantee your function is going to be diminished. So why are gyms not looking at breathing? Why are physical therapy clinics not looking at breathing? It's mind-boggling that you have these high-level athletes or everyday population that are compensating through every breath that they take and they don't understand why they have neck pain, why they have back pain. And as I previously mentioned, this is definitely going to cause a disturbance in your overall function. So number one would be to really look at your breathing, understand breathing. And if you can improve that, anything you do is going to be more functional because you're going to, you're going to have a higher capacity to, to actually perform the activity. So what else is functional? I mean, we could go over exercises, we could go over different movements that is functional to your every day, but I don't know every individual's needs and goals. However, we can make a general theme or a general assumption to exercises that can improve function. And if we look at the human body in simple terms, we move throughout three planes of motion. They're called the sagittal, the frontal, and the transverse plane. And I've talked about these numerous, uh, I've talked about these movements uh, on other podcasts, on videos, on articles. So if you've read or listened to anything I've said, these, these shouldn't be new terms. Um, people have a hard time having enough stability, having enough mobility, and having enough strength in these three planes of motion. And we don't need to see you move. If you are struggling in frontal plane stability, your function is going to decrease. If you are struggling in sagittal plane, your function is going to decrease. And when I say function, these three planes, everyone does. We need it for walking. We need it for reaching. We need it for everyday tasks that are not in a gym, let alone in a gym, you need it even more because now we're adding load to the body. So if you can improve your sagittal plane, stability, mobility, strength, and then move to your frontal and then move to your transverse, again, I can guarantee your function is going to improve. And breathing with these other three planes of motions being established and corrected and then really mastered, that's functional training. Now the exercises you do, that's up to you to obtain these. But once you actually obtain these, you then can do these other movements like 
push-ups on a kettlebell, like jumping using battle ropes, like different squatting versions. The difference is you now have the functional capacity of these three planes of motion with optimal breathing to not compensate through these motions. And you will see much more carryover to your daily living activities having this increased function.